1: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Speaking of Sour's e-news with Sharon Stone this morning.
0: Yeah, she went on Instagram to tell everybody not to be overreactive to the chaos happening around them. But you should consider creating a panic room in your house to protect yourself, she says. A panic room? Steven What is a panic room? Oh, well, that's a room that you go to. Where you can lock yourself in and no one can get... You. It's like a safe. Yeah. Except instead of putting money and guns in it, you put yourself. You can get out. Can I take my money and guns with me? Yeah. Sure. It's probably a very good idea. Oh, okay. People <laughs> can't get in. I remember there was a movie. I forget. Was it... It was... Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a good movie. Is that the movie that where Kristen Stewart played her daughter? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't watched it in years, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Sharon took it a step further than just recommending, you know, considering a panic room. She filmed a handy step-by-step tutorial. There are six easy steps. First, determine the best room in your house for a panic room. She suggests a bathroom for three reasons. Probably has the least windows. You may feel the most tucked in there, and it's the place you can lock yourself in the most. Hmm. Two, make it comfortable by placing some blankets and pillows in the tub. She says uh, she doesn't say what to do if it's just a half bath, you know, and you don't have a tub, but... Just uh, lay the blankets on the floor next to the toilet. You want to hear some of the audio? Yes. Probably the safest bet that you have might be your bathroom. If it is your bathroom, you want to put some blankets and pillows in the tub in case you're going to need to sleep there. And you want to take a cooler. You want to put water in there and a few you know, non-perishable things that you can eat. And you want to put your cell phone or your computer chargers in there. And you want to try to board up the window that's in that room if you can. So, don't panic. And if you think you're going <laughs> to panic, take any panic medications in there. Hmm. Solid, yeah. You know, good tips, right? So, I mean, there are some people though that, that build
1: rooms, a lot of celebrities. They turn, do. Yeah,
0: they don't just turn their bathroom into a panic room. They have an actual room that they built that is a panic room. And I could see as a celebrity, you know, when you hear the stories about. Somebody breaking into Sandra Bullock's house. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, even with all their security that they have, people still can get in. So I could understand. They build like a steel cage and then like there has the door and you can go in and then it kind of closes off and they usually have like all of the things that they would need to survive for a week in there is what they recommend.
1: Some of those panic rooms can get expensive. pricey. Some of them are fancy. Well, uh, let's see. What do we have here? The weekend, along with Jamie Foxx and Ben Affleck making a difference, the weekend donating $500,000 to Black Lives Matter causes. And he urged everyone who can to give and give big. I believe he said, anyone with big pockets, give and give big if you're lucky mm-hmm. enough to have big pockets. Jamie Foxx was out there singing for protesters at a rally in San Francisco. No weapons formed against me shall prosper. That comes directly from Terrell, Texas. All right. Ben Affleck and his girlfriend attending a protest in Los Angeles. Ben holding a piece of notebook paper with Black Lives Matter scrawled on it. Jay-Z took out full-page newspaper ads across the country in honor of George Floyd. And President George W. Bush put out this statement. The president said, Laura and I are anguished by the brutal suffocation of George Floyd and disturbed by the injustice and fear that suffocate our country. Yet we have resisted the urge to speak out because this is not the time for us to lecture. It is a time for us to listen. It is time for America to examine our tragic failures. And as we do, we will also see some of our redeeming strengths. And so that's what uh, some of our celebrities and public officials and leaders are saying this morning. That's what they're up to. Hmm.
0: Well, Ariana Grande, this is rare, you know, to score a number one hit on the Billboard 100. and, And anyone that's able to do that, that is absolutely worth celebrating, right? It's even more rare to debut at the top. And Ariana Grande has now done it four times, which is more than any other artist in history. And it has only taken her about a year and a half to accomplish that. Wow. Her number one debuts are Thank You, Next, Seven Rings.
1: To the gym to work out.
0: Pretty sure that's J Lo and P. S. The person behind all of this
1: is Chris Jenner.
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday, so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the
0: Item YouTube channel. Stuck with you, and now rain on me. That's pretty great. I oh. know. Only 39 of the more, this is an interesting fact. Only 39 of the more than 1,100 number ones have actually started in first place. Hmm. 39. of wow. 1,100. That's crazy. So, good for her. She is doing okay, I think. She's killing it out there. I think she's all right. <laughs> New York's Metropolitan Opera announced that it had canceled its fall season due to the coronavirus pandemic, but remains hopeful it will be able to hold a New Year's Eve performance. Officials say they want to
1: end the year on a high note, followed by a low note, followed by a really high note, and then a low one again. According to a new poll, 79% of Americans don't feel safe traveling by subway amid the coronavirus pandemic, whereas under normal circumstances, that number is more like 79%. 6.38, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Just some samples from the late night monologues. Jimmy Kimmel had a teleconference with Shaquille O'Neal last night. And uh, Shaq was saying arrests are really needed for those other cops in Minneapolis that were just kind of standing around when that whole thing went down with George Floyd. And what
0: happened to George Floyd was all the way wrong. Absolutely wrong. Uncalled for I've never seen that technique taught. A lot of police officers i talked to would never do that. Everybody's upset. Everybody's tired. And the governor of Minnesota needs to do something. I think the other three guys
1: need to be arrested. I think that's all the family is looking for. Yeah, I'd like to think that they're still in the evidence-gathering process. But the, one of the remarkable things about this whole case, and we mentioned this yesterday, is how in the past, you know, there would be many who would say, well, let's let's, you know, let's not rush to judgment you know let's let's wait for more evidence to come out there's a lot more to it that we may not and this situation was unique where the law enforcement community just came out right away and just said this was wrong mm-hmm. like, this is not a procedure that we use that's not the way you handle these types of situations and that guy killed him people who are white we don't have to deal with negative assumptions being made about us based on the color of our skin it rarely happens if ever whereas black people experience that every day like every day and please don't tell me you don't ever make assumptions about people based on the color of their skin because i just i don't believe it we all do i know i have i'm embarrassed to say it but i have and so Imagine if you can how frustrating it must be to have to prove yourself to be something other than what people assume you probably are every day, sometimes multiple times every day. White privilege doesn't mean your life hasn't been hard. It just means the color of your skin isn't one of the things that makes it harder. And to support Blackout Tuesday... Jimmy Fallon's The Tonight Show. Didn't use any music in the show last night. In fact, here is how the opening went down. Tonight, join Jimmy and his guests. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Phoebe Robinson, W. Kamau Bell, and the legendary Roots Crew. It's The Tonight Show at Home Edition. That's the And opening. now, here's Jimmy. Mm.
0: Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to The Tonight Show. Uh, as you just saw, our opening sequence had no music That was not a mistake that was done in solidarity with the music industry and Blackout Tuesday, which means no music will be used in our show at all tonight. He did have Kareem
1: Abdul-Jabbar, though, explaining how racism is kind of like dust in the air. You can't really see it until like a ray of light is shined on it, and then all of a sudden it's everywhere.
0: One of the lines that stuck in in my head uh, when I was reading it uh, your piece was—you said that racism is like dust in the air. Have you ever
1: been in a room uh, and it's really dusty, but you can't see it until you, you shine a flashlight and you see all the dust motes in the uh, in the ray of light? They were there the whole time, but you didn't notice them until uh, the light turns on. I think that's uh, that's what we're dealing with—racism and and bias in our criminal justice system it has been there ever since founding fathers and something has to be done
0: about it. Yeah, I I read a quote somewhere that I really liked. It it said, things aren't getting worse. They're being uncovered. Right. Will Smith said something like that. Like racism isn't it's getting filmed now versus like it's always been there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. uh, Actress Kiki Palmer did her best to try to convince some National Guardsmen to march with them during the protests in hollywood they said you know we can't we're not able to leave our post and uh, she was disappointed but the soldiers did agree to kneel together with all the protests
0: let the revolution be televised march beside us and show us that you're here for us march with us we'll start marching
1: you march with us i can't leave this post i will march through this street with you guys.
0: For that next intersection. March around like we just did. Do that march, march with us. Y'all stand beside yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, you don't because you're the protector. So if you 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 can't patrol yourself, if it's you that's supposed to be patrolling I'm us, then walk with us. I'm also protecting
1: some of these
0: businesses. Okay. Can you do me a favor? Can you take a knee? Can you take a
1: knee? I don't know. They ain't Let enough for me. They
0: ain't enough for me. There you go. Bunch of NFL teams joined the Blackout Tuesday thing online yesterday by posting blank, all black images on Twitter. But it did uh, backfire on them just a little bit when people started calling them out for turning their backs on Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 49ers, of course, got the worst of it. They basically gave him the boot after he, gosh, can you believe it was 2016 when he was kneeling during the- Was it that long ago? It was that long ago. Jeez. And, yeah, I mean, have you guys seen the images of him kneeling next to the next cop? Of the kneeling yes. Next to the yes. And, man, is that just striking. It's yeah. Powerful. It, it's so, you know, say, why can't they protest peacefully? Well, <laughs> they were, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, Colin claims they also conspired with other teams to keep him out of the league. But, of course, they deny it. His former teammate, Eric Reed who took a knee with them got on Twitter and called the 49ers hypocrites for jumping on the bandwagon after blackballing Colin. After the Niners posted an all-black image with the caption, Blackout Tuesday, he responded. He said, I think you you meant blackball Tuesday. Then he followed it up by tweeting out the dictionary definition of the word hypocrisy. Mm. Now, 49ers CEO Jed York did donate a million dollars to help minorities a few days ago. And another former teammate, wide receiver Tori Smith, offered some support he said he never heard Jed York tell any of his players not to kneel. And then Eric tweeted back, you never heard him say don't kneel because you never knelt. He begged me not to kneel. Wow. So who knows what's true and real there. But I'm glad the NFL did something.
1: I, was, I thought this was really cool. There was, there's a guy in D.C. They, sh- they were shown on the news last night who sheltered 62 peaceful protesters in his home i guess police had reportedly boxed them in and they wouldn't let them leave the area and so these these protesters who again they were peacefully protesting but they essentially had nowhere to go and so they're boxed in and apparently people who saw this going down on the news i guess originally thought that the protesters had broken into the guy's place but uh one of the protesters actually posted a video uh, from the homeowner where he said they could stay as long as they needed to <laughs> so he basically housed those people i think all wow. told i think he said there were like 70 people in his house that night and yeah. it it was so I'll moving in
0: his house <laughs> it's
1: it's not big i mean i don't know it's hard to tell it looks like a brownstone so i mean maybe it's it's bigger than it looks but yeah I mean, it's still a lot of people regardless they
0: think on the news that we broke into your house no you did not are you giving a shelter yeah we're okay here? Yeah, you are. Is everybody in this house okay here? We appreciate you, brother. Thank you. If we were to sleep here, is that okay with you? Yeah, as long as Thank takes. you so much. God bless you. Get on the news and tell them I said that. You can stay here as long as you need to because they will not let you leave. What did they do to your house? They shot tear gas through the window. What did they do to you when you tried to come to your house and no one was here? They put me up against the wall. How long did they hold you? About 15 seconds until I said, please let me go to my house. How were you able to get home if they were holding you? Because I'm not black.
1: Yeah. It was pretty it was pretty powerful and then like as they were all leaving the next morning a lot of hugs were exchanged and thanks and uh and when the reporter asked him you know about how many people do you think were in there he goes 70 and he says he he you let 70 strangers in your house cuz they were strangers they're friends now. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty that cool. It's cool. cool. 6:46, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, we're right smack dab in the middle of second date update update week, and we got another one. In fact, you remember the second date update uh, involving the couple that had once been married? This was kind of a unique, oh, yeah, I situation. Do. So, yeah, they go on a <laughs> they go on a date. And there's a second date update, and they rediscover why they split up in the first place. <laughs> but there is more to the story. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at cbgairport.com.